We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is February 17th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, your host, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, the Bengals did not win the Super Bowl. They they didn't, and um, felt like the opportunity was there. It was a little disappointing, but is what it is. Um, we had uh, we had Love Day as well. Since then, since we Super did have Bowl. Love Day, what did uh, did Lauren do anything special for you? Uh, Don't get too into detail here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm. Tr- I don't know. We didn't do anything crazy. Okay, no. So we we actually had a small group for our church. Um, our church small group that night. So there was uh, there was a, a few of us. We we just went to. Uh, I feel like we did pizza, for right before we left, uh, from this place down the road. Paisans. Not not Paisans. No no. Um, do we tell? Pe- let's tell people the story of Paisans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we do that real fast? That's- we want to shed a little light on producer Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we do. Go ahead. We do. Okay. So, uh, yeah, producer Kevin, he uh, he he's a detective de- of sorts. He's a detective of sorts. Yeah, like Batman, if you will. Sort of Sherlock, maybe more like I don't know, but um, but yeah, he has a a um flight simulator game. I don't even know what he plays this on. Do you know what this is on? I think it's on his Xbox. I'm pretty okay. Sure. All right. So he has a, a flight simulator, and you can go anywhere in the world with this thing. Like the world is your oyster. You can you can go to the pyramids. You you can go wherever. I don't know if that's you can actually... land on top of Amway. Wow, you can land on top of Amway. But you guys know what producer Kevin that he decided where he wanted to go that day? My apartment complex, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh pretty sure he sent a video of like flying into my apartment building, like really you know kind of dark almost <laughs> um but 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 flies into the building uh goes on to basically name my apartment complex um talk about Paisan's pizzeria which is like right next to right next to my apartment complex asked me if I ever go to eat there 
Kevin just started ran before he let the cat out of the bag that he just did this on flight simulator. Like he was like, you know, oh, your apartment complex. Oh, Pison's Pizzeria. And I was like, Kevin, what are we what are we doing, man? And come to find out, he sends me a video of him, you know, quite literally flying into an apartment building um, at my complex. So that's uh, producer Kevin and all of his glory, whether he enjoys yeah. that story or not. I mean, he did it. You know, he, he big geography guy. Very big geography guy. There's a world. That's the hardest thing to pronounce in the world. Worldle. Worldle. It's not Wordle, folks. No. We know what Wordle is. Yes. Undefeated, by the way. Yeah. Undefeated. Never lost. Never lost. Um. But yeah, Ke- producer, producer Kevin can't Kevin. say the same, unfortunately. Mm. But producer Kevin can say that he's a geography nerd and he plays this yeah, game called crazy. Wordle. And you literally just put in like a country based on the picture they give you of the country, and it tells you how many miles away you are from that country, and you get six guesses. Not even miles, kilometers. Kilometers. That's sorry. How it is. And Kevin's like, "Yeah, totally. Know this one." He'll get it in like four tries. I'm like, "If bro, if I don't get it on the first try, I'm screwed. And if it's not a boot, which means it's Italy, I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> screwed." So right. um, or the shape of Florida. Right. Yeah. Well, that would yeah. be a state. But yeah. Well, I. I Come on, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, like, do you know if you saw the shape of Omaha or the shape of Nebraska, rather, would you know it's Nebraska? Maybe I think so. Maybe yeah. I just See? know I'm right in the middle of the United States. Right. Don't ask I me think, any further geography questions. I think like New Jersey, I would know. I would know Florida. You're talking about like if they isolate it from the country, yeah. And they just kind of give it to you, and the like, yeah, they, they just gave you the shape, like California, Texas, Florida. Mm-hmm. Not, not not that many, not that many, but yeah, we love we love producer Kevin. That was just a, a really really funny story. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, back to the Super Bowl. Bengals didn't win, which sucked, but I was happy for Matt Stafford. I'm very sad for Dan Savage. Mm. I haven't even I messaged him before the Super Bowl, and I was right. like, if you guys win, we call first dibs on having you on the show. He's like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't had the heart to like message him, and be like, hey, sorry for jinxing you. <laughs> you know. I think he'd deal. still he he'd still come on to talk about it. That was a crazy run for them. Yeah. 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 Eventually he will. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's a little bit too soon. Last thing I want to say about a uh, Love Day Valentine's Day. You know, I I get my wife the card the chocolates. You know what I get? I get a card. I like chocolate too. No chocolates. So you know, I anticipate this every year because I buy her chocolate. And she's not like a big chocolate person, mm. so I usually buy something that I would like to eat. Cause that's usually how it ends. Like this year, I got her. Um, like the lint, um, like uh, truffles. Okay. L i n d t, and those are I've been smashing like every day. But I don't do dark chocolate. You don't do dark chocolate. I don't like I don't I don't like dark chocolate. No, I prefer uh milk chocolate or white chocolate. That's that's interesting. I used dark to chocolate be just uh bitter. I used I to be a milk chocolate guy, but then Lauren started getting dark chocolate chips because they were like healthier, like in regard to cho- to chocolate chips. Right. She would get them and she would eat like, you know, it still does this. We have them in our pantry at all times. Dark chocolate, like morsel, you know, dark chocolate chips. They're, I've grown to like them. Like I prefer them. I taste milk chocolate now and I'm like, it's not like enough. Like the, the flavor. I will say in like a cookie, mm. dark chocolate or like the semi-sweet morsels are definitely the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a chocolate chip cookie, milk chocolate is too much. Like it's too rich. It's too sweet. Mm. It's just. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. So anyways, you know, I just, I wanted to, you know, announce to the world that, you know, I got gypped on Valentine's Day, but it's okay. No. Love my wife. Yep. Don't worry about us. Great, you know, great we're, manager we're of the show. We're doing just fine. What's that? Great manager of the show. Yeah, don't, uh, please don't let her hear you say <laughs> that. She doesn't listen regularly anymore. Right. 
just because she's, you know, she's kind of jaded, mm. I guess, at this point. But don't let her hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Luke, before we get into the show this week, um, now that we've wasted everyone's time here, I know we're going to get a complaint. You guys talked for seven minutes. No, we're going to get a YouTube comment. We're going to get a YouTube comment that says, episode starts at seven minutes. One of you yeah. guys did that months ago, and I was like, what? Like, what? Episode starts at one second. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I said, oh, it starts at zero, colon, zero, zero. Right. Screw you, buddy. Right. As a, we, 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 we could talk about whatever we want, all right? We could talk there 30 minutes. You guys will never know when we get into magic content. But seven-minute mark, guys. You're here at first. We're getting into the magic. Well, actually, we have to talk about Patreon first. Ooh. And then we'll get into Shortly, guys. Shortly, so shout-out to our patrons. Uh, those of you that help financially support the show, we are so thankful to you guys, and we shout you guys out every single week. So if you want a special shout-out on the show and you want to financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six-man show. Shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden. We haven't had Drew on the show in a long time. We got to get Drew on soon. Mm. Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, and Gabe Gaines. Thank you guys so much for the support. Really, really appreciate you guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Luke. So since our last episode, the Magic played two games, uh, and they lost both of those games. Uh, the Magic lost 111 to 121 to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, when was that? Was that Monday? What's today now? Today's Wednesday. Yes, that was Monday to the to the Denver Nuggets in Denver. It was the final game, the fourth game of the road trip. The Magic went three and one. Beginning of that game, Luke, uh, the Magic actually looked like they were ready to pack it in and, and get home. But we'll talk about the game more in just in a second. And then tonight, Wednesday night, the Magic lose one thirty to one oh nine at home to the Atlanta Hawks. The last game before the All Star break. And the Magic just got basically ran out of the gym, um, you know, going into the second quarter, and and the game was just never close. Most of the second half, Magic trailed by like twenty five to thirty points. So, but let's talk about uh, Monday, Luke. Um, you know, in Atlanta, not in Atlanta, in Denver, the final game of the four game West Coast road trip for the Magic, and when they went one and three on that road trip, young team. Playing in Denver, you know, with the the higher altitude there, always a factor. The best home court advantage in the league for Denver. Again, last game of the road trip. You've got one more home game two days later after you get a day off after you get home, and then you've got the All-Star break. Very easy for a young team to just kind of look ahead 
to the all-star break, you know, you get down early. Um, it really would have been easy for the magic to just pack it in. You're down by as much as 20 in the second quarter. Uh, you know, the magic tried to make it close at two separate points in the second half, uh, where they, I think closed the deficit to 10 or 11 points before the nuggets stretched it back out to 10. And then with about two minutes to go in this game, uh, the magic got the lead, uh, you know, back under, you know, into, into single digits, but just were never able to pull off the win here, Luke. Um, Obviously, you're playing against the reigning MVP in Nikola Jokic. Uh, you've got you know Will Barton who had a great game. We got to see Aaron Gordon, former Magic player. Um, he played okay, didn't have a, a crazy game, you know, by any means. And then we also saw, and this always sounds strange when I hear it and I say it, former Magic player Jeff Green. Like I, <laughs> I didn't forget that Jeff Green played for the Magic, but his time here was just very forgetful. I actually met him. I don't know that I've ever told you this. I met him at a, a season ticket holder event. Yeah. Um, what was that? Was that the 16-17 season? I believe it was. And I told him, I said, hey, we're making the playoffs this year, right? He said, I promise. Jeff Green did not keep that promise, Luke. What did you think of the game against the Nuggets? He promised? He said, I promise, yes. Wow. He, he said, I promise. They did not make the playoffs. Interesting. So. And he was gone shortly thereafter. So. Um. No big deal. So they always, you know, the phrase, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It sure. I've heard that. It sure helps, right? Like, it it sure helps a lot to start, though. Like, to start on a good foot. The Magic put up 14 points in that first quarter. And immediately, like, you just had this feeling, right? That, like, I mean, thank goodness for that, that second half the Magic had. Really, that fourth quarter where they put up 41 freaking points. But how do you, how do you do that, by the way, Jonathan? How do you score 14 in the first quarter, and then in that same game, you score 41? Desperation. Denver leaves the door open a little uh, bit. They're like, oh, we're smacking these dudes around, not worried about it. I is what it is, man. But it's it's been it was weird, man. They Denver 23 turnovers too, uh, to to Orlando's 15. Um, Denver shoots the ball lights out from three as well. I mean, and also, spoiler alert, Jokic is, is good at basketball. They out-rebound the Magic. Yep. And, and Jokic still had 26 on 26, so, like, it wasn't a great game by any means from the field. But he snags 15 rebounds, has 7 assists, just Jokic things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I there wasn't much to pull from this game. Sometimes the other team is just better. Well, there's one thing that I want to... Um, that I want to pull mm. from this game. Okay. And it's the fact that Mo Bamba played 11 minutes, played yeah. 4 minutes, 41 seconds in the first half, played 6 minutes, 33 seconds in the second half. So he, yeah. this is still becoming a, a habit where just every few games we just like barely just see Mo fit. Bamba. Yep. And he wasn't in the game really when the Magic were playing well, especially in the second half. I, and obviously, I don't want to say they started to come back but they started to make the game not a blowout. Mm-hmm. You outscored Denver 71 to 68 in the second half. And um, yeah, a lot of that, you know, just doing a good job sharing the basketball. Uh, I, I don't want to say they defended well, giving up 68 points, but there was definitely more attention to detail and they were competing better on that end than they did in the first half. But yeah, that was the major like takeaway for me is just like, and I I said it after the game I believe like I'm I'm ready for Chuma to be inserted into the starting lineup. He played 31 minutes in this game, 
didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but the offense just seemed to flow better when Chuma was in there, and uh, the defense looked better with Chuma in there as well. Yeah, so, and he, he, yeah, and he, you know, despite his three for ten from the field, I mean, three of eight from three, <laughs> for what it's worth, thirty-seven percent. That's you know, if we get thirty-seven, you know what from the Chuma the weirdest the line, I'm good with that. Probably the weirdest part about that game with Denver, T. Ross plays twenty minutes, doesn't take a shot. I mean, there was a uh, one of those like TPA charts that came out today mm-hmm. that I shared uh, with you and Kevin, and I'm gonna bring it back up now. Uh, basically, what the the chart is illustrating, yeah, it's from the basketball. It's from bballindex.com. Um, basically, what it is a map of is it's a map of like the guys in the league who get the best and worst shot quality. So some of the worst, you know, shot quality guys in the league, you're gonna guess like James Harden. Uh, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard. And amongst those guys, if you're looking at this chart, you can say arguably it's pretty close to like the third worst shot selection, or maybe even the second worst shot selection in the league, our very own Terrence Ross. I've been saying for weeks now, I'm just fed up with his shot selection. It's not entirely his fault. It's just teams like zero in on him when he's in the game because they know that he really has the ability to take over the game in a short span. But it's like, man, at some point you got to stop settling for that and just try to find better looks. Well, he, some way, he just somehow. didn't take a look. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, good on you, Terrence. <laughs> you didn't have any good shots, so you didn't take any, I guess. I, I don't know, man. It was weird. Also, another note from that game, Jonathan, there's a lot of chatter about Gary Harris at the deadline, right? A lot yep. of Gary Harris chatter. There was a lot of chatter about, you know, He's going to get traded. If he doesn't get traded, he's going to get bought out. Gary Harris led the team in minutes played against Denver with 37. Played 37 minutes. And, and his stat line to me, it's it's irrelevant and in, in what my point is. My point is, you play a guy 37 minutes, it's not, you don't buy that guy out usually. Like they, it, it felt and looked like, Gary is just like he's 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 a he's a magic player. That's all it looked like, you know. He, well, you're not wrong there. He was, you know, he was in the jersey. He was you mm, know, playing with the team. Mm-hmm. But no, you you drive a it's a it's a hard argument to make against you there, like playing that many amount of minutes because like okay, the trade deadline's gone. You can't. You're not. You're not you're playing not this guy to him. lose his trade value. You're not showcasing him. He's exactly, playing his old so. team maybe, but I. I yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't know, man. I mean, he also had six assists, which is pretty good for him. Six well, assists. Well, I mean, let's let's just turnovers. let's just kind of use this as a transition to tonight. So the Magic lose one thirty to one hundred nine to the Hawks tonight. Gary Harris only plays nineteen minutes, which is you know probably indicative of the score. You know, the Magic right. were out of this for the most part, and you know he's been playing a lot of minutes this season, and we're heading into the All Star break. So you know, let one of the the vets kind of get a little bit of a rest and. Same thing with Terrence Ross, only played 17 minutes tonight. But this game was, honestly, Luke, like never really close. You texted, I think it was like midway through the second quarter and the Magic were down 10. Mm-hmm. And the the Hawks really started to put some stops together, were really starting to hit some shots. And you were like, this game is very close to like just not being fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And then like it instantly wasn't. So <laughs> like... You're down 19 at halftime, mm-hmm. all right? And then, 
like I said before, you're down most of the second half by 25 to 30 points. The only reason this game was as close as it was at the end is because it was just like all of the the G leaguers, you know, for the Magic and you know most of the bench um, for the Atlanta Hawks. Like if we go to uh, the fourth quarter, like yeah, none of their like big minutes guys played at all. Like Trey Young didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Let's see, Trey Young played nine minutes uh, in the third quarter and then sat the last few minutes of the third in the entire fourth quarter because. The game was just, uh, you know, essentially out of reach. But this t- tonight for me, Luke, like hats off to the Atlanta Hawks. We all know that this is a team that's been constructed to be a very good offensive team, and they were. They shoot fifty percent from the floor tonight, forty-five for ninety. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they shoot eighteen of thirty-three from the three-point line, fifty-four percent from three. And as good as they were, it, it just felt like the Magic were ready for the All Star break. Magic. That's how I felt tonight. Yeah, and and. <laughs> It felt like that December game when they beat us, what was it, 129 to 111 or something like that. Like, And tonight they scored 130. I remember at the time we, we recorded after that game, not necessarily after it, but some days after it. We were just like, what are we doing? Allowing them to score. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, like you're all NBA players. Get Put some stops together. These guys dropped 129 on our head. And then tonight they apparently just love playing the Magic. Yeah. 130 tonight this is not like they the hawks are 28 and 30 jonathan like they they have the tools and they have pieces they've been a lot better lately they have been better as of late Uh, yeah of course but but still i mean they back in december they still stunk and they were they put 129 on us so it's just like it's frustrating but i think it is the magic suck at basketball uh that's not it that's that is also true okay but what I think it is, is the last home game of the 2018-2019 season where we oh, absolutely dude. blew the doors off of them. That was another thing. I was... Ray just like, he kept a mental note of that maybe. I, I think I was in... I'm just, I'm lying. I don't really think that's it. I just wanted no. an excuse to bring up that game because it was so much fun. I remember I was in a restaurant and they had it on TV. I think I was in Orlando visiting my brother and his wife and their kids um, with my parents and everybody. And I remember just that game being on the TV and being like, this is like beautiful background music to me. You know, I right. just, I'm looking, I'm eating my food and I look up and we're just absolutely just smacking the Hawks. Clapping. Clapping. Doing exactly what they did Very to us. Very electric uh, Amway Center that night. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 th- that was a fun time. Thanks for bringing that up. Made me. That season, the games that stick out the most to me were we played the Hornets on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. destroyed them. Yeah. Um, the the overtime the the come from behind overtime win over the Memphis Grizzlies, mm. that was a great win. Um, the come from behind win over the Heat in Miami the night of Chris Bosh's uh jersey retirement, that was a, a big game for us in terms of like tiebreakers and seeding in the Eastern Conference. Then the the game against the Hawks, the last home game of the season, and then when we clinched in Boston. The re- for the regular season, those right. were the games that I'll just uh, I'll never forget. Good times, much more good times than this game. Yeah, we don't. I'm, we're not going to spend a bunch of time on this Magic bad team, the Hawks offensive explosion, the Magic seem ready for the All Star break. But I will say, Cole Anthony in 25 minutes, 23 points on 16 shots. That is what we need. That's that's what we need, and it, it was good for him to go into break with that performance. Going to the dunk contest with that performance, 
like I've said already two or three times, Cole, I hope he dominates the dunk contest. I don't think he's going to win, but I hope he does. And I, I hope that it, it carries over to, to his confidence because tonight, I mean, in 25 minutes, scored 23 points. Not not bad at all. All right. Well, that's a, a perfect segue, actually. Mm. We're going to segue to All-Star Weekend. So um, this coming weekend is All-Star Weekend, obviously. Uh, Friday night, uh, we got a few Magic players that are going to be playing in the Rising Stars game. Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Luke, we haven't really talked about this too much. Um, basically, I think it was like a week or two before the rosters were announced. Yeah, I posted to Twitter, like, it is a lock that Franz, Jalen, and Cole were going to make this game. And even Jalen said he was a little bit nervous that he wasn't going to make it because of the amount of games that he's lost. But I just don't. I have no idea how you put two teams together of, you know, the best, you know, 24, 25 young players in the league and uh, and leave Jalen Suggs off of it. So good for the Magic. You know, three three guys in this game. Again, Franz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. But this, this year, Luke, they're switching it up a little bit. You know, the last few years it's been, I think, like the USA team versus the world team. Years before that it was always like the rookies versus the sophomores. And this year they're switching it up. They have like four, what is it, four seven-man rosters, and basically they're gonna play against each other to like a, like the f- two teams are gonna start off playing each other. I think it's gonna be like round robin, and the best teams are gonna play each other at the end. It's gonna be like some kind of weird tournament. I don't exactly know the format. Yeah, but it, it at least sounds exciting. I wanna I wanna go through and, and name these teams here, Luke. Just to kind of get your thoughts and who you think is is going to win and yeah. um, which Magic player do you think is on the the best roster? So Team Barry is going to be Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels from the the G League Ignite team, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Shengun, Jay Sean Tate, Franz Wagner. Then we have Team Isaiah, which is Precious Achua. Desmond Bain, Zadik Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, again from G League Ignite, and then Isaiah Stewart. Team Payton is LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Dasunmu. It was supposed to be Chris Duarte. He's going to miss uh, the Rising Stars game due to injury. It's now going to be Jonathan Kuminga in his place. Scoot Henderson from G League Ignite, Jaden McDaniels, and then Davion Mitchell. And then Team Worthy, Cole Anthony, Marjon Bochamp, from the G League Ignite team, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Tyrese Maxey, then Jalen Suggs. Hmm. If I had to pick a team to win it all, I think I'm going Team Peyton, Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, yeah. Io, Jonathan Kuminga, Scoot Henderson, Jaden McDaniels, Davion Mitchell. Okay, I'm. I think I would go the one that's got Jaden Hardy on it. So Team Isaiah, Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay. Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, yeah, I like that team. Both of those teams are really solid. I I like Team Peyton just a little bit more. Um, like a really big team, first of all. Great defenders, you know, Scotty Barnes, Jonathan Kaminga, Davion Mitchell. Um, I really like Io a whole lot. Obviously, Lamelo Ball might. I mean, Lamelo Ball arguably the best player in this game. I think you're, we're talking like Lamelo. Um, Anthony Desmond Edwards. Bain's got to be in that conversation. Anthony Edwards, and then Evan Mobley. Those are probably like the best four players in this game, I would say. Yeah. And uh, well, Team Isaiah has two of those guys: Desmond Bain and Anthony Edwards. Yep. They also have Tyrese Halliburton. 
I make the case for you know top four, top five players in this game. Yeah, that's why. But I, I also go with like uh, I also like Franz's team: Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, he's, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Shengun, and Franz. He's got the best of the Magic. Uh, that 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 oh, Cole yeah, Anthony yeah. team is. Um, yeah, yeah. Meh. Marjan Bochamp. Don't know much about him. We might be really impressed like with him. He's a, a game G- right now. Ignite guy. But then uh, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, who I still believe in, but has had a really rough year. Herb Jones, who's a, who's you know been really good for the Pelicans. Tyrese Maxey, you know he's a stud. Um, and then Jalen Suggs. But that's like a really like a heavily guard team. Yeah. And you know they go up against they drafted for you those, know, that right? that team Peyton or or Team Barry. I think they're going to have some issues there. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at Team Barry, though, I mean, like, Cade is, you know, kind of a, a guard, I guess. I don't know much about Dyson Daniels, but, like, Mobley, you know, center. Okoro's a wing. Shengun's, you know, yeah. a, a center. Franz is, like, a wing. So, I don't know. I feel like they could have mixed this up a little well, bit better. Well, they drafted, but... so I think that was why. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, learn to, uh, you know, draft some, uh, you know, some ball handlers, they're, I guess. They're maybe drafting well, best We'll available. see how that's going to go. I think if I had to pick, my winner will probably be Team Peyton. What was the team that I liked? The one with Jaden Hardy? Team Isaiah. Was that? Okay, Team Isaiah. Gotcha. Team Isaiah. So Team Peyton and Team Isaiah, those are going to be our picks. Hmm. All right, Luke, let's move on to the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, which I think is going to be the weirdest event on the night. So this year they've really switched it up. It's going to be three three-man teams. I already um, don't like a- this event, by the way. And, and, yeah. and now they do this. I like it when it's like the guys by themselves and they're competing against it's one fine. It's the worst of the three, obviously, but like they're going and yeah, it depends. It's fun when a big man makes it like when, when a big man makes it most of the way, but yeah, it's just, it's, well, Vooch had a really good chance last year he did. and then I think he lost in the final to Sabonis. Yeah, I think so too last year, but two years, my, two years ago. my counter to that would be like back in the day we had like, Chris Paul and and Steve Nash and like right. Dwayne Wade, back then when we had those guys and those are were the years that the slam dunk contest was kind of like not great, um, like the like the years where it was like um like John Wall or whatever was like in the slam dunk contest like those years were not great, and those kind of like upper echelon guards being in the skills challenge to me made it really exciting, but this is just weird so let's let's talk about this. So again, three teams, three men per team. We have a Cavs team, which obviously, you know, the All-Star Games in Cleveland, so it makes sense. And the Cavs have just also been incredible this year. Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. I like the Garland and Mobley combination because both of those guys are super super skilled. Jared Allen is the one where I'm going to be like, "Hmm, yep. I don't I don't really know how that's going to go." Um and then we have an Antetokounmpo's team, which this is my screw, probably my least that. favorite detail about all-star weekend this year you know what it's trio the, of brothers they should have put in instead of them the holidays yes yep or 100%. or put, put them against each other i don't care i'd put my money on the holidays right freaking ridiculous well, alex and who is not even in the freaking nba he's in the g league <laughs> which i know we're bringing like the g league ignite rising stars guys into the rising stars game to me that makes sense because like the g league ignite is basically supposed to be like a young player Farm pipeline of league. talent to the NBA. Yeah. Like that to me makes sense. But Alex Antetokounmpo, who was on the Lakers roster a couple of years ago when they won the title. And then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
and then Thanasis and Tedekumpo. Screw that guy. He's just one of my least favorite players. I find him very annoying. I really, in my heart of hearts, believe the only reason he's on an NBA roster is because of who his brother is, and that's annoying. And, uh, yeah, I would honestly rather see Alex and Tedekumpo in this um, <laughs> this event rather than Thanasis. And, yeah, Giannis is going to have to carry this team way harder than he did the Bucks to a title last year. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I, and then the rookies. Yeah. This is, go ahead. No, I was going to say, are they having them do, like, the normal stuff? Do we know? Like, are they shooting a three? If, all yeah, that stuff? I believe it's going to be the same type of okay. skills I challenge to make that we're sure accustomed before to. Before I made my, my pick here. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So then we've got the rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. So I my favorite is the rookies. Yep. I mean, if Scotty Barnes can hit a three mm-hmm. or or Josh Giddy can hit a three, I think these guys are gonna run away with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean all that. three of those guys, great ball handlers, can all pass the ball really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's that's just what... gonna come down to this the the skills contest always comes down or the skills challenge always comes down to hitting the three and jared allen and evan mobley who don't take three pointers mobley takes somebody shoots like 22 percent or something stupid um 26 yeah. excuse me and on, i'm sure on all of the antetokounmpo's are are sub average three-point shooters yeah they're not even going to be a thought in my mind that's a terrible idea Giannis, honestly like Giannis could just win the whole thing for them let's we can't rule that out well no but like how big of a separation is that though? Like if, 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 uh, Thanasis and Alex can't hit a three or throw a ball through the thing, through the ring, it doesn't matter how good Giannis is. Cause everybody else is capable of doing that in this contest, at least like on the rookie team. Yeah. So I, I think they're setting up the rooks for uh, success here. Cause that, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen putting the, onto Takumbo. All right. Brothers. So round one is team shooting. Um, all players from each team will participate individually. Okay. With their two teammates rebounding, each player has 30 seconds to shoot from five spots on the court, ranging from 10 to 30 feet. Mm. Then there is team passing. Mm. Each team will have 30 seconds to complete passes into three oversized moving targets, which vary in size and distance from the players. There's going to be a team relay. Each player must complete the course, which has five skills in the following order. Outlet pass. Dribble down the court through three moving pylons. Make a short shot in the lane. Make a three-pointer from the corner against an automated defender. That's going to be interesting. And then dribble to the opposite goal and make a basket, such as a dunk layup or jump shot. And then there's going to be a half-court shot. Um, The two teams that advance to the final round will compete one at a time, and all players on each team will participate in trying to make a half-court shot. Team one will set the time to beat, and then whoever has the fastest time uh, will win the skills challenge. Oh, okay. I'm still gonna go with the rookies. Yeah, I still feel like they've. You got started talking the, about how they have like the basically the five facet skill challenge, and I yeah. then I was like, no, we're still gonna go with the rookies for sure. Yeah. So all right, let's move on to the three point contest. So the participants this year in the three point contest are Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum. Uh, they still have him in a Portland jersey in this photo, which is funny. Um, mm-hmm. Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and then Trey Young. I think I know who you're going to pick. Who do you think I'm going to pick? I think you're going to pick Desmond Bain. You've been very high on Desmond Bain this year, rightfully so. No, so I, I did some digging, all right? I did some digging into catch-and-shoot percentages. That is what this is most like to me. Um, okay. And 
I so I looked it up on it per NBA.com, right? Uh, it's got to be Patty. If I, I'm guessing Patty probably has the best. So it is technically Zach Levine. Uh, okay. Shoots 48.8% from three off a of catch and shoot. Um, Interesting. However, the volume at which Fred Van Vliet shoots with at just a percent oh, I'm worse. All the way wrong. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has, shoots 4.6 attempts a game uh, off catch and shoot threes and shoots 47.4%. Not to mention, Fred Van Vliet shoots like 40% from three on 10 attempts a game. So in every aspect of this, I think that it's it's an easy choice for me. I'm going to go uh, Mr. Fred Van Vliet. I still, I although I will agree that the stat that you pulled is probably the best indicator of how you would compete or how you would perform mm-hmm. in this event. I just think something is different about it's very the time different. and also having to take the ball off the rack. Yeah, it is different. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, that like you said, that there was the the stat that felt most prevalent as opposed to like dribble pull up shots and stuff like that. That doesn't feel as as relevant. Although you know you you bounce the ball, it comes up to you. You you know you you shoot it, and then like compared to that motion with like grabbing it uh, from the rack, maybe it is more similar than I than I would think. But I I'm gonna I, I'm I'm sticking to it. Fred Van Vliet. I think he is just shooting. 40% on 10 threes a game is absurd. So, Well, I feel like you know every few years we have a guy win the contest that you're just like not really expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this year we might see something like that. My pick is going to be Zach Levine. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if uh, Desmond Bain or Luke Kennard end up winning the three-point contest. Yep. I, I, I think Zach Levine is my favorite just because that's who I want to win out of this group. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, uh, one of those guys end up winning this. Uh, let me, I'm going to pick the person that I think is least likely, least likely. This is going to be a hot take. I'm going to say Trey Young. I knew you were going to say that. I'm going to say Trey Young is my least likely to win. And that sounds really stupid because he's known as a, as a good shooter, but I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling this won't be Trey Young's night. Okay. All right. Last, I can always get behind some Trey Young slam, but that's fine. Oh yeah. And plus, they beat the crap out of us last night or tonight. So there's probably some of that, some resentment towards uh, Trey Young, which uh, he actually wasn't like a total foul merchant tonight. So they just beat the pants off of us. Right. Before we talk about the All Star Game, we'll talk about the AT and T Slam Dunk Contest, which our very own Cole Anthony will be per, uh, performing and competing, and he will be joined by Juan Toscano Anderson of the Golden State Warriors. Obi Toppin of the New York Knicks, and then Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets. Um, Luke, I wonder if there is a stat out there for the most times a team has had a competitor in the slam dunk contest, like in between wins. So I think the last person that won the slam dunk contest, like we have to go all the way back to Dwight Howard. I want to say in like, what was that like 2010 I can pull that up here but since then in what was that was that 2014 or 2015 we had Victor Oladipo and then 2016 obviously Aaron Gordon 2017 you also had Aaron Gordon who lost it and then uh, last year we had Aaron Gordon again so the last four times a magic player has been in this event Luke they've lost so for that reason alone, I feel like Cole Anthony's going to pull it out. 
I think so. And I th just think he's, I think he's capable. Like, obviously, like, Juan Toscano Anderson, he doesn't, like, I'm, I haven't watched enough film on Juan Toscano Anderson and some of his highlights, but I, I've never seen him really wow me with his athleticism watching the Magic play the Warriors. Now, Obi Toppin and Jalen Green are both, like, explosive leapers. Obi just catches I feel like lots. Cole Anthony might be the, the most, uh, the most creative out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creativity is going to obviously be huge. It's not just like who can throw it down by any means. You got to be creative. You got to be like expressive enough, right? To to do something that's like I guess daring would be the word or bold. Cole could definitely do it. I think Cole has the ceiling to win it. Um, I'm but another guy that's got a, a lot of confidence. Um, Jalen Green. Yeah, I I think. I'm having a hard time narrowing it down. Honestly, I, I watched Juan Toscano Anderson throw it down over JaVale McGee. I watched one of those highlights here recently. Vicious. To be able to poster somebody, you got to be able to get up. And, and despite like what we've seen from JTA, I mean, he showed some bounce. So I'm I'm taking that into consideration. I respect that. I'm taking that into consideration. I'm going to say Jalen Green. I'm going to say Jalen Green and runner-up uh, is Juan Toscano Anderson. Wow, Cole doesn't even make the final round, huh? Well, I hope you're wrong. I, I, I think that wrong. Cole will be. I think his downfall will be being too creative. I think he's. That's a that's a possibility. I think he's going to be too willing to try ridiculous stuff. That's going to win him it if he can hit it. But I think that right. it's just not going to come together. I think that he's going to maybe uh, put a little too much on it. Well, we'll see. I remember the 2016 dunk contest. Um, what really set Aaron off was. When stuff got on the hoverboard yeah. and started to rotate, incredible! And he caught the like the one eighty, yeah. like well, it's really like a three sixty, like scoop, uh -huh. and that was like, all right, this kid is here to compete, and that just like took his confidence to the next level, and he just put on the the greatest dunk contest performance of all time, and was robbed. I'll still never get over that. Mm -hmm. Not the biggest AG guy fan these days, but definitely deserved in in 2016 Listen, back then i was still talking about his potential so we back then it was yeah it was it was a lot of hype yeah well last year like anthony simons won the dunk contest so that just like he's not the biggest leaper and i was not impressed by last year's dunk contest obviously after ag got screwed in 2020 it was gonna be like downhill from there but uh yeah it just goes to show you like you know you just have to be on that night yeah. And uh, to be able to win the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. All right, Luke, last thing we're going to talk about, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show with a voicemail here. The All-Star Game. All right. Team LeBron. LeBron James, obviously. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet. Team Durant, Kevin Durant, who is not playing in the game. Uh, Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, Carl Anthony Towns. Kevin Durant, I believe, was replaced by Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And I believe Jason uh, James Harden, excuse me, was um, was substituted for, why is the name, Jared Allen. Mm. He was replaced by Jared Allen, those guys being hurt. I think LeBron every single year getting the first pick in these drafts has the advantage. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know what Kevin like or some of these guys their plan is when they go to select these teams, but I I just LeBron just continues to crush it, and I think we're gonna see another year where Team LeBron wins. They're freaking huge, I think, in comparison from based on what you were saying of listing those teams. I haven't done a deep dive into them because I don't care all that much about the All Star game, but um, but yeah, no, I, I think that you listed he had Jokic, right? Jokic, yep. Giannis him i mean and then they just had a bunch of skill guys too like it and jared allen you add him and yeah. he's just massive so i i think that uh i think it's gonna be team lebron well like team lebron has like i think four guys that you could argue belong in the mvp conversation and Giannis, steph damar and Jokic. like those are all guys that belong in the mvp conversation uh, for team team Durant, you could maybe throw Joel Embiid and John Morant in there, and then that's it. So, I just think Team LeBron is a better team. I think they'll win in emphatic fashion. It'll be way better to actually have fans in attendance. Like last year's uh, All Star Game, all that with no fans was really whack. Yeah. So. Plus, LeBron has Mr. Tryhard himself in the All Star Game, Giannis. So. Yeah, Giannis. The like he said, the hardest playing player in the history of the All Star Game, right. which is what we love about Giannis. So, all right, folks, we're going to wrap up the show in just a moment with a voicemail. Wanted to make a quick announcement. So we've been doing the show um, actually a week from today. The 23rd of February will be the third year anniversary since we released the first episode. And I've never, ever, ever missed a Monday episode. Never missed a Monday episode. We are taking an all-star break. It's been a, it's been a tough season. Um, we've all you know got some stuff going on in our, our personal lives. So given the guys uh, this Sunday off uh, where we would usually record, no Magic Basketball going on. We will be back with you guys uh, next Thursday with an episode. We'll recap everything that happened at All-Star. Uh, we'll take a look at the last stretch of the season and any other Orlando Magic news um, that comes out, obviously. So uh, sorry, guys. You know We've uh, been doing this a, a long time, and you know it's, it definitely is a grind. We love doing it. But... Um, yeah, you know, we've got basically nine days in between Magic games. So just going to give the, the fellas a little bit of a break. Hope you guys can uh, understand that and appreciate that. And then we'll be back and we'll uh, keep it rocking and rolling the rest of the season, preseason, all that kind of good stuff. All right, we've got one voicemail that we are going to go ahead and play. Uh, some stuff happened on uh, TNT the other night. And, uh, yeah, we've got a listener that wants to talk about it. Hey, boys. It's uh, Joe from Magic City, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, just curious if you guys happened to hear on TNT uh, last night when Shaq and Dwayne Wade were giving T-Mac his roses and they both said, you know, that there was a chance that they would have returned uh, Shaq after leaving LA um, and Dwayne Wade in a possible draft night trade. Um, when I think of all the what ifs with Orlando and Trace McGrady, especially um, those two, just add another layer of frustration to it all. So I just wanted to know what y'all thought of. But go ahead and week. All right. So first of all, thank you so much, Joe, for calling in. Really, really appreciate that, Luke. I know you didn't see this, but there was a clip uh, from TNT the other night. Shaq was on, T-Mac was on, Dwayne Wade mm -hmm. was on. They were talking about, you know, you know, just basically how you know underrated Tracy McGrady is to the current generation now and just how great of a player he was. And Shaq mentions 
that when he was contemplating leaving the Lakers, um, he knew that you know he was aging and that he was going to need like another guy. You know, Shaq was basically going to have to take the back seat to someone to be competitive. Um, you know, to try to win another championship elsewhere. And he said that for a little while he contemplated returning to the Magic, but he said, I think the quote was there some BS happened or you know something happened with the Magic allegedly. He was thinking of going back and, and teaming up with Tracy McGrady in Orlando. So that's one what if. Yeah. And then Dwayne Wade, he's go, oh, yo, you know what's funny? You know, nobody knows this story. And he goes on to say that in the 2003 draft, the Magic had talked with the Heat, where if the Heat weren't able to get their guy at five, that the Magic would try to trade up. I believe the Magic had the 15th pick yeah. in that draft, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, basically like, oh, what if the Magic could have traded up to five to get my – you know, to get a Miami Heat's pick and draft Dwayne Wade. And everybody knows now from, you know, almost 20 years of history that Dwayne Wade was always the guy for, you know, Pat Riley and the Heat. And, you know, basically they they got their guy. And then, you know, three seasons later, they're able to win a championship. I just find it very convenient that these guys bring stuff up like this. I, I think it's BS. I don't I don't think that it's true. Maybe part of me doesn't want to believe that it's true. I don't want to believe that we had a chance to bring Shaq home, you know, pair him up with, you know, Tracy McGrady. Uh, Shaq, did he join the Heat in 2004 or 2005? I don't remember when that was, but if it was 2005, then it was kind of, you know, a little bit too late for the Magic because, you know, obviously everyone 2004. So I guess there was a chance. There are some people out on Twitter kind of, trying to break down the timeline of when all this might have happened because like if you trade if you if you trade for Shaq and you still have Tracy McGrady and you could have convinced him to stay then you still would have had the number 1 pick and you could have drafted Dwight Howard which like then we start talking about fit and it just gets kind of weird so again I don't it's very convenient to me that all of a sudden this got brought up I don't on, know you know, so TNT the, was, on, like, the, was the was the was the story that the magic were going to trade the for the Heat's fifth pick or after that like the sixth if they didn't get way like no apparently if if the if the the guy that the Heat wanted was taken before their okay, pick they would be they to were in talks fifth. to trade so like Dwayne Wade was never gonna be on the Magic that's what this all comes down to because he was either getting picked before five yeah or the Heat actually took him at five okay so the, so the main story this isn't a scenario where the magic almost the main had the story heat, at least the way that i understand right it. the main story is this, that Shaq was gonna maybe team up with t-mac essentially is what, yeah. what we're seeing here right would have been great i mean that 0304 roster for the magic they go 20 21 and uh 61 and then next year 0405 they go 36 and 46 so um yeah i mean Shaq would have been fun but yeah, like you said, you get into to Dwight stuff and all that. I just think like a lot of these guys just want to like a lot of these NBA players want to remember things how they want to remember things. Yes. I just want to get like all the front office guys from that time in a room and be like, all right, guys, did you like what did you guys discuss? Tell me the truth. Yeah. You tell me the truth. Nothing but the truth. I am tired of these guys trying to act like they were in fantasy land and they were about to go do something when like they really weren't like it's like when you tell your friends like, yeah, I'm going to go out that night with you guys. And then they text you and they're like, where are you at? And you're like, I'm still on the couch. But you tell them you're like on the way. It just never happens. Right. Like you're never actually on the way. You've seen like those memes and stuff. That, that, oh, I had a friend in high school that was exactly like that. Yeah. So that that was Shaq, right? And that's what I'm going to believe. Because like you said, I don't know if it's just because I don't want to believe it. That we could have had another run at him. But um, 
but yeah, I, I just don't believe that um, that Shaq ever was going to do that. Well, so looking back on that deal, um, the Heat traded Lamar Odom, Karan Butler, Brian Grant, and a future first-round pick. So to get that deal done with the Lakers, it probably would have taken the number one overall pick back then. So maybe we wouldn't have to worry about you know Dwight Howard and Shaq or what, what you do with that pick. But I just think it's BS. Like I, I love Shaq. I don't love Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes they just say things that are convenient that make them look good. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion. Love Shaq, but unfortunately, uh, I'm not buying this one. But maybe if it if it's true, it's just kind of another uh, kick in the balls. Speaking of kicking the balls, we did, we weren't going to bring this up. I wanted to bring this one last thing up really quickly okay. here. How do we feel about uh, JJ Reddick's comments? Uh, the live uh, old man in the three with uh, Marcus Smart basically called the the Magic fan base apathetic. And he says, you know. I would rather play for a fan base that you know they boo because they care rather than play in front of a fan right. base what we would call apathetic who just don't really care one way or the other. I'm not talking about the Orlando Magic. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Those were that was his. You know, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. People like to crap on the Magic, and I mean it, the the Magic. It's a little bit warranted. can't argue with him. It's a little warranted. Like if you want to crap on the Magic, that's fine. Like we're we're essentially. I feel like the only time Magic fans were apathetic, though, were like his last couple of years here when it was mm-hmm. quite obvious the team was like the team that made runs at the finals, right? You know, was breaking up and like we weren't going to win a title. And then, especially his last year here when we were terrible and he gets traded to Milwaukee, like, yeah, the fan base was ap- you know, apathetic then, but you can't say in like 08, 09, like 2010 that the fan base was apathetic. I don't, I don't agree with that now. I definitely agree with that. Right. And, you know, you ask, you know, what do you guys think is the best way or, you know, what can the team do to uh, cure that? And unfortunately it's winning. I I think it's winning. This is, we could talk all day about this, but I do think the magic are not doing themselves any favors by the way that the arena is designed. um, You know, just kind of the focus uh, at the games um, they don't really advertise the team ar- around, you know, downtown Orlando. Like you see Orlando City stuff everywhere. You hardly see, you know, magic billboards or banners or anything like that anywhere. I feel like the team could do a, a better job of that, Luke. Yeah, I agree. All right, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us. Again, we're going to take a little all-star break here. We will be back. Uh, we'll record next Wednesday. You guys will hear it next Thursday, unless something crazy happens, obviously, of course. And then there will be an emergency podcast if something crazy happens. But um, until then, hope you guys enjoy uh, the all-star break. Um, yeah, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!